Welcome to Homeschool Insights, the show that brings you biblical homeschool encouragement in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Yvette Hampton. Homeschool Insights is sponsored by CTC Math. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com and try it for free. Now on to the show. We're talking about um, critical race theory, which you know most people call CRT, um, and the 1619 Project, which, as you said, um, oftentimes it's being called something different, and because that's what Satan does, right? He disguises truth. He disguises things, and so he will disguise that it's actually called the 1619 Project. So parents will say, "Oh, it's not in my school," but these things I talked about how they're they're filtering into the church. Are you seeing this filter into the homeschool world as well? Yeah, and unfortunately we are. We're, we're seeing uh, some Christian school curriculum uh, that, that often many homeschoolers use uh, that is, is is beginning to use the language of the left and beginning to promote some of the same narrative. And, and to be very clear, right, as we have this conversation, this, this is not to say that America did not participate in the great evil of human slavery and bondage. Right. Yeah. Of course, right? We're, we're not denying the reality, but we're saying that a lot of the way it's presented is being dishonest in the way it's presented. And, and sure. something that that certainly, for all of us as Christians, we want to make sure that we have a biblical perspective in all that we do. That the, the way we analyze things should always be through a biblical lens. It's part of the notion right. of having a biblical worldview. And for those of us that have a biblical lens, our starting place is that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Right. right. So our starting place is that everybody is jacked up and they need Jesus. That's where we start. <laughs> but if, if you read even some of the heroes of the Old Testament, King David was called a man after God's own heart. Yep. And he was jacked up. <laughs> right. The dude that was a man after God's own heart, obviously, he had some great moments, right? Yeah. When he killed Goliath, I mean, great moments. He writes the majority of the book of Psalms. Incredible. He's a heart for God, a heart for worship. But but this is the same guy. That, right, has, has Amnon as a son. Amnon mm-hmm. is the one that raped his sister, and David did nothing. So much so that, that Absalom gets angry. And Absalom's like, my dad's not doing something. I'll take care of this. Absalom kills his brother, and David does nothing. The Bible tells us in 1 Kings chapter 1, verse 6, it, it, it tells us about, about Adonijah. Because also remember, Absalom was the one who, when he finally says, my dad's ridiculous, he's terrible. Absalom set himself up at the city gates. He, he was going to be a judge. And then when he started to get some power and authority, people began to know him. He finally said, okay, I declare myself king. He led a violent revolution trying to overthrow his father. Now, he's Absalom's the one also who got his hair caught in a tree. David's men used him as javelin practice, and Absalom was done. Well, Literally, the, like the story goes on, and just a, a chapter or two later, we are introduced to Adonijah. Adonijah, 1 Kings chapter 1, verse 6, it tells us that he began to set himself up to try to take the throne from his father, just like Absalom had done. And the Bible tells us in verse 6 that, that Absalom, excuse me, uh, that Adonijah was a son that David had never corrected. Mm. To, to be a parent and you've never corrected your child, you are a terrible parent, right? Right, Because like the all of us who've had kids, my kids are still young. And so for me, it's not like, have you ever? It's like, how many times a day am I? Right. Because all the time, like, hey, don't touch that. Hey, put that down. Hey, come over here. Hey, we say this. We don't say that. Every day, all I'm doing is offering instruction and correction. This is our role as a parent. David is a terrible parent. On top of the fact, David is the one who has the affair with Bathsheba and then has Uriah assassinated, bumped off. David's an adulterer and a murderer. Like, how in the world? And this is important because we live in cancel culture where culture would tell us David should be canceled. He's a terrible person. And yet, every single church service, we are singing the Psalms of David. 
the murdering adulterer, terrible father. How does that happen? Because as Christians, we should have the intellectual and spiritual maturity to recognize that when we're singing the Psalms of David, we're not celebrating the sins of David. Instead, we're recognizing that God anointed David to write something that was very significant. And, and, and what we see as we study scripture in general is we see how a perfect God used imperfect people and did great things through them. And it's not to discount the fact they might have done evil, but it's it also doesn't invalidate that God used them for something special and significant. This is the story of America. And we live in a culture today that says, whoa, whoa, America did something evil? Invalidated, right? We should never celebrate. No, wait a second. The American story is not simply defined by a bad moment. Instead, and, and this is where there's such a disconnect, and, and what, where the 1619 Project, Kirkwood's theory, where they are very dishonest about this, is they don't tell the whole story. I, I grew up, and maybe some people listening, you might remember this. I grew up listening to Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey, right, famous radio commentator, and he had a segment called The Rest of the Story. And, and Paul Harvey would always, he would tell you the beginning of a story and kind of set the hook. So you're like, man, what happened? I want to know. And then he would say, and now the rest of the story. What we are getting in, in the modern example of education, we're only getting part of the story, and the part we're getting often is dishonest and not correct. The rest of the story, if you look at slavery, for example, in America, America, when we separate from Great Britain, actually the, the original draft of the Declaration, the longest grievance of the original draft was a grievance against the slave trade and against slavery. Th this had to be unanimous by the original colonies, and there were two colonies that were against that grievance. It was not included in the final draft. But the majority of colonies in America at that time were against slavery and against the slave trade. When we separated from Great Britain, every single northern colony, starting in 1776, every single northern colony began drafting legislation and passing anti-slavery laws. By 1804, every single northern colony had already passed laws for the abolition of slavery. In 1807, Thomas Jefferson the very first ever, first ever in the history of the world, Thomas Jefferson signed the first ever ban on the slave trade, March 2nd, 1807. England signed their ban on the slave trade, March 25th, 1807. We were three weeks before England, and people might argue, well, but America's didn't take effect till January 1st, 1809, and so, or excuse me, 1808, so really, we were, we were the second nation. Now, even saying we're the second nation, that's still impressive to get the silver medal, but I'm going to argue, really, we were still the first because when England signed their law to go into effect, part of the law said there's a provision for those ships that already have contracts, they have one year from that date to fulfill their contracts. So America signed our law first, and when it's a full effect, January 1st that year, England's law didn't go to full effect till March 25th of 1808. We signed the law first, and we actually ended the slave trade before anywhere else in the world. Now, we didn't end slavery until 1865, and that was with the 13th Amendment of December of 1865. England ended slavery in 1833, so they did beat us in ending slavery for their whole nation, although arguably they still had nations around the world where slavery was not ended, that they were part of the British Empire. However, England ended slavery in 1833, then France, then Denmark. America was the fourth nation of the world in slavery, and, and there was more than 128 nations of the world at that time. We were the fourth of those nations, so we're still at the front edge of nations ending slavery. But what's more significant in America is slavery was ended at the end of the Civil War where white people fought a war against other white people, and at the end, they freed all the black people, and more than 600,000 individuals died in the Civil War. And then, if you bring it to present, America does more today than virtually any nation anywhere in the world to fight human trafficking and human slavery today.
The reason this matters is we started before anybody else. We paid a higher price in ending slavery than anybody else. And we do more today than anybody else to oppose the slave trade and slavery today. America has one of the most impressive anti-slavery records in the history of the world. And yet most people who are learning about slavery in America, they're learning America was uniquely evil because of slavery. No, America did what every other nation in the world was doing, which was evil. Not discounting. It was evil, but we did the same evil everybody else did. Where America was unique is we're the ones that took a public stand against that evil before anywhere else in the world. We're the ones that set the tone, that set the precedent for ending that evil before anybody else in the world was doing it. Our founding fathers, when they wrote in the Declaration, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. That was the first governing document anywhere in the history of the world to claim equality where there wasn't classes, there, there wasn't a king and lords and nobles in this parliament. No, no, we said we're all equal under God. This is where America is so unique. It's not that America didn't have sins, but it's like King David. Right. King David had some amazing moments writing the Psalms, killing Goliath, but then he had some bad moments too. That's human nature and history, but it shouldn't discount the fact that we can celebrate David was a man after God's own heart. It shouldn't discount the fact that we can celebrate America has been used to do more good for humanity, to bring more equality, more freedom, more prosperity to the world than anywhere else, any other nation in the history of the world. But this is not part of the narrative we're hearing. And this is part of where what we want to do in raising our kids is we want to equip them with truth. We want to give them the apologetic of why it's true and then encourage them to have the courage to have conversations with their friends, to help guide their friends in truth because their friends are looking for truth. They they just don't know where to find it. And what they're hearing in their schools is an attack on the reality of truth. We want to help equip our kids to know truth, to have the courage and confidence to speak the truth in love so we can reclaim part of culture. Thanks for joining us for Homeschool Insights. For more great homeschool inspiration and resources, listen to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And be sure to watch the film Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution.